One of the Achilles' heels of recovering from the pandemic has been a shortage of workers, exacerbated by the scarcity of daycare for working parents. And even if they can find openings in those daycares, the price could be prohibitive. Georgia has been in much better shape than many other states. Let's dig deeper into the situation in Georgia. Amy Jacobs is the commissioner of the Department of Early Care and Learning. Her agency oversees Georgia daycares. First of all, are most centers open now? Yes, they absolutely are, uh, and I think that's good news for Georgia, and I think it's a little bit different than what we are hearing nationally about uh, the decline in the number of child care programs throughout other states. But when we compare you know, pre-COVID numbers to now, we're still hovering around 4,400 licensed child care programs. So we have not seen a decrease in the number of programs uh, that are open and available for parents to send their young children. Do you have a feel for how that compares percentage-wise from what was open before the pandemic? Do we have 60% of the centers open, 70%? What is it? So they're all 100% are open. You know, occasionally there will absolutely be temporary closures, which would be related to some type of COVID exposure in the center where they may need to close for, you know, five to 10 days, depending on what the situation is and in accordance with CDC and DPH. But, yeah, 100% of our centers are open. But, of course, there could be some temporary closures that are, you know, COVID-related. Now, our our setup story had some instances in other parts of the country where infant care, for example, was more expensive than college, averaging up to $20,000 per year. Are you seeing some of the same pricing pressure in Georgia? You know, infant care uh, and child care in general is expensive. It's, it has always been an expensive and a financial, you know, can be burden for parents. Um, I think our average in Georgia, and again, it's an average, so of course it could be much higher in different parts of the state, is around $8,000 a year. Um, so when you think about that, I mean, that is a huge, you know, financial commitment for a parent of an infant. And, and the reason that it is high, there, there is a reason. It's, it's not, you know, you know, a bloating by a child care industry. Is there, there are low ratios in an infant room. So, you know, for instance, our ratio is you have to have, you know, no more than six infants for one teacher, and you've got to pay that teacher, of course. And so, yeah, it's at least on average at $8,000 a year um, for infant care in Georgia, but of course could be more in different parts of the state. Usually as you get older, it gets to be a little bit less expensive, and you never want to forget we have Georgia Pre-K, so if you're four years old, um, you can go to Georgia Pre-K for absolutely no cost. There are some families who have to make a decision between going to work and being saying, hey, I, I can't afford to go to work. I've got to stay home with my kids. We, You and I have talked about this in the past. Are there programs in Georgia to help reduce that cost? Yes, absolutely. What we have in Georgia is called our CAPS program, and it is our subsidy program that on a regular basis provides financial assistance to help pay for child care for about 50,000 children. Uh, with Using some of our federal stimulus dollars, we have increased that and expanded that, so we're serving 60,000 children. And we've committed um, now through at least October of 2023 to pay the full amount of tuition. Usually we pay a rate and the family may have a family fee and they may have to pay the difference between our rate and what a provider may charge. But we are taking that burden off of these 60,000 families through at least October of 2023 so they will not have any tuition that they have to pay for child care. And so, yes, there is help available. And we've also increased our eligibility limits, which allows more people to be eligible for our CAPS program. Um, We used to max it out at 50% of the state median income, which for a family of four was about $42,000. So that was the maximum that you could make to be eligible. And with this expansion of the 10,000 kids, we've increased it to $72,000. So now a family of four making up to $72,000 would be eligible for CAPS. That's a lot of people. 
Wow. It is a lot of people, and, and we're definitely seeing an increase in applications, uh, and which is the whole point. We want to make sure we have um, expanded our access to as many children in Georgia as we can. And we spoke about why Georgia is in so much better shape than a lot of the rest of the country. You know, and this is this is my just personal perspective about child care, because as you're aware, you know, we're hearing all across the country that child care is closing and there's just a lack of access to child care, which we haven't seen that in Georgia, which is great news. And I attribute that to a couple things. Um, you know, we've sent out um, over $240 million to child care directly to help stabilize their business. And at the end of the day, we'll send out over a billion dollars to these 4,300 child care programs to help stabilize their business and pay their teachers, make sure they can retain and recruit their workforce. But I also think a big part of it is, you know, child care never closed. The governor was pretty adamant about that from the beginning, that child care needed to remain open so that at first essential workers had a place to send their children during the height of the pandemic. Um, but of course now it's as we get back to hopefully what is a new normal and people are returning to um, the workforce, they have a place for their children to attend. And so I think if they had, there had been a required closure, it could have been detrimental for the child care industry. I don't know how they would have ever uh, returned. And so I think keeping them open and showing the importance of that throughout the pandemic has been a big help. Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning Commissioner Amy Jacobs, always good to talk to you. Thank you for spending this time with our listeners. Anytime. Thank you, Scott.